Well, hey, friends. Welcome back to the Joyful Mamahood podcast. We are continuing the conversation around the top three reasons you are stressed out and reactive and deep diving into reason number three. You have poor boundaries. Your boundaries are either too rigid or too loose. Most of the time, I see mamas with undefined boundaries, the ones that are too loose. So that's going to be the main focus today, but please know that rigid boundaries, those strict schedules, your inability to flex with the unexpected, and motherhood is all about those unexpected things, illnesses, messes, whatever, right? Rules that don't really make sense but you made them, you're the boss, and it's your way or the highway, can be just as damaging to your family and your sanity. So keep listening because you'll still get tons of value from this episode. I think the reason loose or no boundaries is so prevalent with women in particular is that so many of us grew up in a culture where we were taught to be nice. It wasn't nice to tell someone no. It would hurt someone's feelings or disappoint them. So in order to not ruffle feathers or to keep the peace, we adopted this belief system that good girls were nice and good girls said yes. The result of this mindset is that people walk all over you and they take advantage of you. You want everybody to be happy. Your kids don't listen. Your parents and friends overstep. You hold the line too firmly when it's not important and it's too loose when it is. You don't have boundaries in place that will help you thrive. I know you because I was you. I am you. And this is all something that I had to learn the hard way on my own. And now I get to help you and make it easier and less overwhelming for you through this podcast and the Mamas I Coach in the Joyful Mamahood Mentorship. So let's dive into the five areas where you lack boundaries and how that keeps you reactive and stressed out. So grab your notebook or your notes app on your phone because you were really gonna want to write these down. Let's get started. All right, so we are breaking down the five biggest areas where you don't have boundaries. And that lack of boundaries, the lack of healthy boundaries, keeps you reactive and stressed out and unable to thrive in your work life and in your motherhood. So area number one, you do not have boundaries around your yeses or your noes. So the overarching theme here is that your yeses aren't aligned with your priorities, your calling, or your values, what you think are really important. And you really want to say no, but you're afraid of letting someone down, so you say yes, and then you're committed to something that you didn't even want to do in the first place. It's not your gifting. You don't excel at it. You don't love it. And you really don't have time for it if you are aligning your time in order of priorities. So here's the thing. You're saying yes because you're afraid you're gonna let someone down, but the truth is, is that you're going to let someone down either way. The question that you really need to be thinking about and answering is who 
do you want to let down? Because you're going to disappoint someone. You're either going to disappoint the lady at PTO who wants you to be the school president, or you're going to let down your family or other people because now you're committed to something that's going to take five, six, seven, ten hours out of your week. In some seasons, it might be even more. And here's the thing. The lady at the PTO is going to find someone else. They are going to find somebody who really has a passion and a gifting for being a president, for delegating, for um, doing all the things that that role entails. Your family is not going to find another you. There's not another you that can run your business. There is not another you that can show up for your coaching clients. There's not another you that can show up for your husband. Like what are your priorities? What do you value? Where do you want to spend your time? And who do you want to disappoint? For so long, I said yes to things that really weren't in alignment with how I wanted to be spending my time. And some of those things I kind of enjoyed, but most of the time I just begrudgingly said yes. Like it it wasn't, it was more out of obligation. And then what I found is that at the end of the day, I didn't have the time, the mental or emotional energy for the people that I loved the most and wanted to give my best to, they were just getting what was left of me. And that was not a whole lot. The result of this is your kids don't listen to you because they don't trust your word. You say no, but it's really just because you're too tired or you think it's going to be more work to say yes. But then it turns out that It's more work to have the battle around the arbitrary no that you blurted out without thinking it through because you're grumpy and you're tired and you're worn out and that extra thing feels like way more of a big deal than it is. Like the toddler gets a blue cup of water but really wants yellow. You're like, no, you can't have the the yellow one. I already poured the blue one. And then they have a meltdown and you spend way more time and emotional energy on trying to stick to your guns about the blue cup than it would have taken to say yes Or when they had first started getting upset, noticing that and saying, oh, wow, having that yellow cup is really important to you. And pouring the water from the one cup to the other and putting the clean one on the drying rack or telling them that they can swap cups if there's like, say, milk or juice in there, but that they need to rinse out the cup before drinking from from a new one. And much of the time we end up caving because we just want them to stop whining and crying and leave us in peace to cook dinner. So we end up changing our minds anyway, but in a way that's unhealthy and that reinforces that our word isn't good. Our kids know that they can wear us down and we'll just throw our hands up in defeat because it's easier to just give in. You've created a beast. Area number two, you don't have boundaries around your sleep. So you stay up late to work or watch Netflix and veg out or numb on your phone 
because you're tired and you just need a hot second to yourself or because you didn't get the tasks done in the daytime that you needed to get done so you're staying up late at night burning the midnight oil instead of just going to bed early and getting a good night's sleep and getting into a good sleep rhythm you create this horrible cycle of staying up late to get some time to yourself or to get stuff done you get to bed way too late and then you wake up exhausted mama sleep is foundational to your health your hormones your energy your patience your creativity and how you show up for yourself and others When coaching moms to help them create the rhythms and the routines that help them create their own joyful mamahood, we create space for a full seven to eight hours of sleep. Trust me when I say that you have time for this and you have enough time for the other things that you want and need to do. If you are feeling like this is impossible and you're like, this lady has no idea what she is talking about, and you need help with creating those systems, rhythms, and routines in your day to support everything that you are called to do, email me at kimkimmacklin.com. It's in the show notes, and let's chat. I can help you. This is an area where I excel. Hey, Mama. I know it's no surprise to you. Work-from-home mamas have some unique struggles. Then you throw in all the normal motherhood stuff and it's enough to make you want to throw up your hands and just quit it all. The mom guilt seeps into your quiet moments and fills you with doubt, regret, and bitter resentment. Something has to give. It's too much. It's just too hard. Listen up, sweet mama. The truth is, us moms typically make it much harder than it needs to be, and it really doesn't have to be this hard. You really can have it all. The successful career, fun, connected relationships, and a home that feels like a refuge. Want to know how? I know you do. So join me for a free training designed to help you ditch the mom guilt and get some strategies that will help you create a more peaceful, connected, harmonious, and well-run home. In Stop Making Motherhood So Hard, ditch the mom guilt and create a more peaceful, harmonious home so that you can thrive in your work life and your motherhood, you will learn the number one shift you need to make to be able to ditch the mom guilt that weighs you down and fills you with regret and resentment. The three big mistakes that you are making that keep you from showing up as a calm, present mom and how to show up as a more responsive, patient, and connected mom instead of a momster, even when your kids are driving you crazy. You'll also learn the three keys to thriving in your work life while creating a happy and well-run home where you feel supported by your spouse, appreciated by your kids, and motherhood feels a whole lot easier. Join me for an actionable teaching where you will walk away with simple tools to start implementing right away so you can finally feel great about being a mom and thrive in your work life 
and your motherhood. Click on the link in the show notes to register and show up live on September 7th at noon Mountain Daylight Time. I cannot wait to help you create your own joyful mamahood. See you then. Area number three, you do not have boundaries around your time. Your work life bleeds into your family life. Your notifications ding or they pop up in a little bubble that distract you from the work or the play at hand. It it distracts you from being present in what you're doing. You don't have time to meet your own needs. If you did not listen to last week's episode, episode number six on that, go listen to that one next. It's an absolutely amazing episode. You don't know when dinner is or even what you're having. So you're like just standing in your pantry or with the refrigerator doors open hoping something is going to jump out at you at 6.30 p.m. with hungry, tired kids whining and fighting while you are desperately trying to figure out what you can just throw together. Let me know. Go over to our Joyful Mamahood community. Tell me, like, do you know what's for dinner tonight? You don't have designated time to tend to the things that need to get done so they don't get done. And then you end up running around, putting out fires and more on edge instead of peacefully tending to the tasks in advance before they become emergencies. So this actually just happened to us last week as we took our, I guess two weeks ago, as we took our oldest to college She had had a check engine light on in her truck and she knew what it was. Um, They took it up to, um, she and her boyfriend took it up to the auto parts store. They ran the engine codes. It needed some spark. It needed a spark plug. We'd already replaced some spark plugs and engine coils in this very old vehicle that she has. And she's like, well, I can't afford to do it. And I'll just do it when I get to Colorado because Gavin knows how to do it. Okay. Um, we are making a 700 mile trip in a hundred degree heat in the middle of nowhere, towing a live animal. Like there is no way that I'm a little too bougie for this. I am not going to sit on the side of the road in a hundred and ten degree heat in the middle of absolutely nowhere with a live animal that we're towing because we didn't do the preventative maintenance of changing out a spark plug. So we're crunched for time and here we are doing all the things and I'm like, okay, we got to get this this truck in for service. And so we created the space to do that. But had we not created the space to do that, we could have very well been on the side of the road with no one around for a hundred miles either way and had no help, like had a dead vehicle. And so that's exactly it, right? You don't pay your bills. And so now your mortgage is overdue and you're scrambling to get that paid before you have a late fee or um, there's maintenance around your house and You don't tend to that, and then all of a sudden, you have a huge problem on your hands that costs you more time, more emotional energy, more stress. Like, take for example, um, a water heater. Like, you have a water heater that needs to be serviced 
and this is not my zone of genius, so I don't really know all the details around this, but you notice that there's a problem, you know, notice that there's a leaking or it's affecting your water pressure or something, and instead of tending to it right away or calling somebody else to tend to it on your to-do list where you're scheduled, you have a scheduled part of your time in your week where you're just checking off those things that need to get done in order of priority. Now your water heater explodes. It has a huge leak and now it is inoperable. You now have something that went from being a very small problem to being a very large problem and potential flooding. You have damage to your house, your carpet, your wood floors, like whatever that happens to be because you didn't take the time to do the task that was on your to-do list. And the weight of that is heavy. Reason number four, you don't have boundaries around your stuff. Physical, digital, emotional, calendar commitments, all that clutter takes up space. It takes up physical, mental, and emotional energy. It's hard to focus in a cluttered environment. It takes more time to clean a cluttered space. The weight of too much stuff or too many activities on your calendar and and little to no white space creates a mental weight and a mental burden that adds so much stress. I know I am more reactive and less peaceful the busier I am and the messier my house is. I actually just felt this on Sunday night, to be honest, and I yelled at my kids. Like, I am not perfect. I know what to do. And sometimes I show up in the space where I'm not operating as the person that I want to be. And in this case, it was because our house was a disaster. We're moving one child into her sister's room, clearing out both girls' rooms, moving big sis's boxes into a closet, our Peloton and weights from the office into little sister's room, and stuff is everywhere. The kids know that I'm not paying as much attention to them, and our systems and routines And they're getting snacks and leaving trash and food everywhere. Toys are in each room of the house. We're not following our quick tidy times in the days. Things aren't being picked up. Furniture that's being moved around or moved out is in walkways. Boxes are in hallways. The furniture's in rooms it shouldn't be in. And not one room besides our teeny tiny half bath is in order. It stresses me out and makes me feel out of control. And when I feel out of control and I feel more stressed out, I am more likely to be short-tempered, less responsive and more reactive Hence me losing my ever-loving mind and yelling at my kids. And then I have to go and apologize, say I didn't handle that right. This is what I should have done. Next time I'll do X, Y, Z. And it is a moment for growth and learning and healing. And it shows our kids that we make mistakes too. And that it's okay to fail and own up to our mistakes. And that we're not all perfect all the time. But it still creates wounds and no one likes the way that they feel after they lose their mind. Area number five, you don't have boundaries around your energy. Your phone rings, you say yes to answering a phone call from a friend who vents all of their problems for an hour and sucks your energy dry. You say yes to a party that you really don't want to go to 
when you know that being on with people drains you, you know you need time to recharge, but you don't create space for that, and you run on empty. So what does it look like to create boundaries around your energy? Well, first, you need to be aware of what gives you energy and what or who drains you of your energy. Then you have to stop allowing those things to sap your energy. Or if it's a person who's important to you and you don't just want to like remove them from your life, create boundaries around what you are no longer available for, what you are no longer willing to accept. So for example, if your friend wants to call and complain about her husband, and you want to be a compassionate friend, but you can't give your energy to that, especially if she's calling at your peak energy time of day where you're usually the most productive or creative, the boundary would be that you would not answer the phone during that time. And you don't even need to communicate that boundary. You just follow through on it. And you know that you're not answering the phone during that time and you'll call her back during another time. Like maybe when you're driving to pick up your groceries or you're on your way for school pickup. um, And then you would tell her intentionally, hey, I just wanted to call you back. I have 10 minutes or 15, 20, whatever feels really good to you. And then stick to your boundary of ending that call after 10 minutes or 15 or 20, like whatever feels good to you. You get to choose. If your friend calls to gossip about people all the time, let her know that you're no longer available for gossip. Like you want life-giving topics. You want topics that are going to grow you, are going to challenge you, are going to encourage you. And gossip is time-sucking and it is energy-sucking, even if it's in the form of venting. So if, if, it's okay to have like a trusted friend, right? Um, but you want to have those guard, those guardrails or the protection, those boundaries up around that so that you're not always the one that they are going to and it saps your energy. So instead, you'll want to guide her to address the issue at hand instead of complaining about it. So for example, if they're coming to you complaining about someone or something, um, well, have you talked to that person about it? Or what did you say when you did talk to that person about it? Or what have you tried to fix this situation? And allow them to kind of think about that. And so often people just kind of get into this habit of like venting, complaining, gossiping, whatever. And it's a pattern for them and they don't know any other way. And so when you are no longer available for that, either they stop doing that and they're now having more meaningful, in-depth conversations that are life-giving and not draining, or they're going to choose somebody else who is feeding that negative energy because that negative energy and that stress and that, um, that feedback is really what they're craving. And sometimes you may even find that once you stop allowing this friend to suck your energy and talk about other people, you may not really even have that much in common anyway, and it'll leave space for more life-giving relationships that are going to grow you and challenge you and fill you up. Same with scrolling or being on your phone. If you feel empty 
bummed out or, or like depressed and regretful after spending a bunch of time scrolling social media, put time limits on it, remove it from your phone or use it more intentionally to connect with people who you love and cherish and replace the time that you've been spending on that with something that fills you up and gives you energy, like going on a walk and connecting with a life-giving friend, either in person or through a phone call. Okay, to quickly recap, five areas where your lack of boundaries are keeping you stressed out and reactive are, number one, your yeses and nos. Number two, your sleep. Number three, your time. Number four, your stuff. And number five, your energy. These aren't necessarily in any particular order, except for maybe that your yeses and nos aren't aligned because that, you know, if you're saying yes to a friend who sucks your energy, or if you're saying yes to staying up and binge watching Netflix instead of going to sleep. Um, That's the overarching theme, right? So which one area are you going to take charge of this week right now to start making small changes that will give you the confidence and momentum to make bigger changes that will help you be a more joyful mama? Share this episode, grab a friend, and pop on over to the Joyful Mamahood community and tell us. That's where the conversation is happening. And if this feels overwhelming to you and you have no idea how to create healthy boundaries and to keep them, please reach out. I have the honor and the pleasure of walking my clients through how to create healthy boundaries and how to keep them and sustain them. And I have seen mamas with little to no boundaries in place in their lives be able to not only create them, but to stick with them and have seen their motherhoods change and their joy and satisfaction in life skyrocket and they are thriving. I've seen them create space for all the things that are important to them and seen their relationships change. And it's not an overnight miracle. It takes time. It takes work. But you are ready to make the change the same way that they were. And they learn to create boundaries around their time and their energy, which creates more peace and less stress, which then allows them to thrive in their work life and their motherhood, which is what brings you to this podcast. And this is something that you can have too. So thank you so much for listening. Again, share the episode. If you love this episode or found it useful or helpful in any way, please go over and leave me a review on iTunes. That helps people find this podcast. And I also just want to say that I got an email yesterday or the day before that said that I was up to 200 downloads. So thank you so much. That means that you are sharing this episode and telling people about it. And that is how I grow and help moms like you change their motherhood. Have a fabulous rest of your day and I'll see you in the Joyful Mamahood community. Hey mama, before you go, did you know there is a community specifically for Joyful Mamahood listeners? That's right. Even though this episode is over, we don't have to say goodbye just yet. Grab a friend and follow the link to the Joyful Mamahood community in the show notes for deeper conversations around today's episode and to connect with other mamas in the hood. Thanks for listening to the Joyful Mamahood podcast with your host, Kim Macklin. 
If you loved this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app and take a minute to review it on iTunes. Your review helps other mamas find this podcast and lets me know that you are loving what you hear. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, tag me, and share it on your socials. Now get out there and create your own joyful mamahood.